Would you please help me welcome Pastor Terry? Thank you. Wow, that was great. Ah, that felt so good. Hey, you know what? It's so great to be here. Someone once said, live quietly in the moment and see the beauty of all before you and the future will take care of itself. The future, hmm. Normally, don't we look at our future with promise? We look at our future with so much promise and our hopes and our dreams and our expectations. They're out there in the future, right? Yeah. Maybe that birth of that baby or um, a graduation or um, a job promotion. Maybe it's getting your new house. Maybe it's uh, retirement. The future always in the past has looked welcoming and promising and something we could really expect for good things. But conversely, we also worry a lot about our future nowadays, don't we? Especially today. We have uh, definitely become more obsessed with what's going to happen tomorrow because we have so much unrest and uncertainty. Well, today we have a passage that comes out of 1 Kings um, chapter 17. And it was a, a, a wonderful prophet, the prophet Elijah. And uh, his dealings with a, a widow. And they had some dire circumstances. And their future did not look secure. You know, how many of you want a secure future? <laughs> I do. I want a secure future. Well, Elijah and this poor widow had a bleak looking future. Let me read to you out of 1 Kings chapter 17, verses nine through 16. God spoke to Elijah saying, get up and go to Zarephath in Sidon and live there. I've instructed woman who lives there, a widow to feed you. So he got up and he went to Zarephath. And as he came to the entrance of the village, he met a woman, a widow, gathering firewood and he asked her, please, would you bring me um, a little water and a jug? I need a drink. And as she went to get it, he called out, and while you're at it, will you bring me something to eat? She said, I swear, as surely as God is alive, I don't have so much as a biscuit to share. I have a handful of flour and jar, a little oil in a bottle, and that is it. You found me scratching together just enough firewood to make my last meal for my son and I. And after we eat, we're going to die. That's going to be it. That's going to be it. But first make a, but uh, Elijah said to her, don't worry about a thing. Go ahead and do what you've said. But first, make a small biscuit for me and bring it back here. Then go ahead and make a meal from what's left for you and your son. This is the word of the Lord. Huh, and the jar of flour will not run out. The bottle of oil will not become empty before God sends rain on the land and ends this drought. And she went right off and did it. And, um, and it turned out, as he said, daily food for her and her family. The jar of meal didn't run out and the bottle of oil didn't become empty. God's promise fulfilled to the letter exactly as Elijah had delivered it. Wow. That's some faith, right? Elijah, he was a tishbite. Can you say that with me? Tishbite. I don't know if you've run across the Tishbite lately. <laughs> Elijah the Tishbite, he was from Gilead, and he was a mighty prophet. Okay, this is, Elijah was one of the types of Christ. He did some amazing things. He had just gotten done with calling down fire out of heaven on a, a bull and it consuming it. And he was, 
he was against uh, the, the prophets of Baal, and he was running, running from the king of Israel, which was Ahab. He was probably the worst of the kings of Israel. He did not worship God. He worshiped Baal and his wife Jezebel. You've heard of her. <laughs> not a nice pair. And he was running from his life, and he was in a little place where he's in a brook, and uh, actually ravens were feeding him drops of food. When God spoke to him and said, get up and go to Zarephath, there's a woman, a widow there, and I want you to go there. And now this was Zarephath, was a Gentile city, and the widow was a Gentile. Interesting. The kinds of people God uses in our lives, it's not always just the way we think it should be, right? Well, widows too were notoriously known for being abjectly what? Poor, right? Very poor. Now, why, I always think about this. Why didn't God send Elijah to a, a real rich, a rich widow? You know, and, and, I mean, so he could have a Golden Corral experience. How many of you have been to Golden Corral? All right, a buffet. Wouldn't you think that the dog on Elijah the prophet should have a buffet before him? No, he goes, God says, go to the Zarephath and you will see a widow and she is dirt poor and, <laughs> and ask her to make you some bread. Wow, that's interesting. God always does things, not the way we think. God's ways aren't our ways, right? So we have to trust because good things are coming. So God told Elijah to go see this widow and ask her for some water. And um, he had a plan. The widow was, was elected to be saved from starvation through feeding the prophets. Who would have thought? I wouldn't have thought that. <laughs> it wouldn't have been my way of providing for this wonderful man of God. The widow explained she just didn't have enough resources. So what does Elijah say? He says the big three words. Hear this over and over in the Bible. Do not fear. <laughs> Can you say that with me? Even at home, do not fear, right? Do not fear. We should not be fearing because who is in our tomorrow? God is in our tomorrow. God knows the beginning from the ending. God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. God has already prepared a place for you tomorrow and provided your nutrition, your, all your needs. God is in your tomorrow. But so many of us are fearful in this time of COVID-19. We're fearful because of the unrest we see in our streets. We're fearful for global warming. We're fearful about the stability of our economy, the stability of our politics, the stability of this world. How many can say amen? <laughs> We're fearful. But God is already in your future and knows what's going to happen. God is provided. You know, several years ago, I heard about this lion tamer. How many remember the years when you could see a circus on TV? Let me just tell you, this is, this is, this is aging me really good. I'm going to tell you, I remember when I was three years old and the, the, uh, the, uh, I was in a, an apartment with my mom and dad and the next door, the lady that owned the building, she had a little tiny TV this big. Now, it wasn't one of those that you could pick up at Walmart. It was one of the very first TVs <laughs> this big and there was a circus on there. 
and that was amazing. Well, this story is about a lion tamer who was on TV and he had all of his lions in a cage. And what did they usually carry with them to keep the lions at bay? They had a, a whip, right? And they had a chair. And he was, it was going along great. It was a great show. The lions were hopping from platform to platform. And then something happened. The lights went out. Oh boy, <laughs> not good. You're in a cage full of lions and the lights go out. What are you gonna do? They could eat you alive, right? Wouldn't they do that? Absolutely. Wow. Well, 30 seconds went by and the lights came back up and he finished his act and then a reporter had to ask the question after everything was done. He said, how did you get through that 30 seconds? Weren't you afraid? He goes, oh yeah. I was afraid, but I kept cracking the whip and going forward. They kept hearing me talk to them. They knew I had, uh, I, that I had that chair in my other hand. I cracked the whip. I kept moving. You know, this is what we have to do when we're in fear. Keep moving, keep trusting, keep pushing until it gets better. Very true. Very, very true. You know, some of us can be really discouraged. I, you know, I'm not somebody that's going to be up here telling you that everything is hunky-dory, right? I would like to say that. It's not. Things aren't all wonderful and beautiful right now. And some of us can be very, very discouraged and disheartened. But no matter where you're at, God is there with you. And during biblical times, things were far worse. Do you remember what it was like during the Bible times? Not good. People, Christians, were thrown into the arena with what? Not trampolines, <laughs> wild animals that ate them alive, right? They were tortured. They were thrown in, in boiling vats of oil. They were persecuted. They were, it was an awful, awful time. And we're going through difficult times, but it's still not that bad yet, right? How many of you have been tortured this week? <laughs> it's still not that bad. And you know another thing we have forgotten? We've forgotten our history. How many remember even reading about World War I? That was a big war. How many can guess how many people died in World War I? Take a guess. How many? 17 million. Uh, no, close, 20 million. Very good, he should get an award for that. <laughs> 20 million, that was a cataclysmic war. World War II. 75 million people died and 17 million in the Holocaust alone. And there have been times over and over again at the very end of World War II, what happened? What did we do to Hiroshima and Nagasaki? We dropped the atomic bomb and those people died within three or four seconds. It's an awful time in our history. And then there was the Great Leap Forward, which was initiated by Mao Zedong, Killing over, he killed his own people in China, 45 million people. We've gone through some difficult times, folks, but it's still not that bad right now. We need to put this all in perspective. How did the widow get her provision? How did she get what she needed? How did that widow trust that prophet? She took a risk. She was a Gentile, she wasn't Jewish. She walked in, what's that? 
Five-letter word, starts with an F and ends in an H. Faith. She walked in faith. She stepped out. She chose to believe. And when she stepped out, she activated the possibilities. Let's get this in our heads. We need to. I need to get this in me really good. When we step out in faith, we activate our possibilities. When we take a risk. She didn't know about the God of Israel, but she was getting a good lesson in that, wasn't she? She was learning about God's provision. And you know, we are people that are born in faith. When you come to know Jesus in your heart, in your personal life, and he's changed your life, you learn to live and walk in faith that God will protect, that God will provide, that God will bring to pass the dreams that, you have, that he has laid on your hearts. How many of you have ever seen a tightrope walker? Um, I know probably not in person, but on TV. I think those people are flipping nuts. They're nuts. I don't know how they do that, but it's years and years of practice. And they walk across that tightrope that's maybe a, a thousand feet off the ground. They have a big um, balance beam, right? And, and uh, there was this one guy, and he, I think, was in New York City. He was going from one, one big skyscraper to the next, and he yelled down at everybody. He said, how many of you think I can go get across this tightrope without falling? And what did they say? Yay, you can do it. You can do it. We believe in you, right? <laughs> so he walked across, and he walked back. Then he took out. He had a big... Um, wheelbarrow and he said what do you think about this how many of you believe that I can push this wheelbarrow across on this little tiny rope from one end to the next without falling and they went yay yay we believe we believe and then the tightrope walker he zeroed in on a young man down on the front on the front row way down there he said hey you do you believe I can push this wheelbarrow across? And the young boy said, yeah, you rock, you can do it. And he goes, well, I think you need to come up here and get in the wheelbarrow and let's test that out. <laughs> and you know, sometimes God says, get in the wheelbarrow, I'm pushing you across. And it doesn't feel too good, does it? It takes some faith, it takes some trust. It's, it's difficult sometimes to do that, to trust. But who is in your future? You don't have to fear because God is in your future. God will get you across this difficult time we're going through right now. We don't know how it's gonna end. We don't know, it changes weekly. We don't know where we're going. But we know that God is already there. God is already there. You know, during World War II, there were some allied forces in Germany, and they searched farms and houses looking for German snipers and all kinds of uh, soldiers left behind. At one abandoned house, they, they went in, and they took their flashlights, and they went into the basement, and there scratched on the wall it was a Holocaust victim's words. And it said, I have faith in the sun even when it doesn't shine. I have faith in love even when it's not shown, and I have faith in God. Even when God doesn't speak, I have faith to get me through. 
And the widow obeyed because she took the risk. She walked in faith. She made him the bread at risk for her own life. And she gave that bread away. She could have died, right? You will have bread enough, said Elijah. God was in her future. Her need was met every single day. So often many of us want to have, oh, we want to load up. We don't want to have to trust for our daily needs. But God says, I am already there. Don't worry. 1 Corinthians 2 says, I has not seen nor ear has heard or what has entered in the heart of man, what God has prepared for those who love him. It's not just talking about heaven. It's talking about today. It's talking about the here and now. It's talking about your tomorrow. God has good things prepared. Jeremiah 29 says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you a future. Well, you get in the wheelbarrow and trust that God will get you to the other side because God is in your future. Let me pray. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace, for being in this holy spot right now. Take care of the deep needs of our hearts, Lord, our worries, our concerns. We all have these fears sometimes, Lord, we're human. But you say to not fear because you're with us. You tell us that you are in our now, you are in our tomorrow. So we don't need to fear. Help your people stand strong and trust that you have this world in your hands, that you have each of our lives in your hands, that we don't have to fear, but we can trust and know that you will get us to the other side. Bless this people in all of our humanness this morning. We pray, Lord. We offer up our fears to you, our discouragement, our depressions. Uh, we offer up all of this to you because we don't know what our future holds, but we know that you do. We thank you for it, for meeting our needs. In your name, we pray.